0: So any of you guys who have uh, watched Once Upon a Time, you know the biggest things that happen are on the line. So we're good. No, it's okay. And so what I want to do is I think we need to investigate the line. And in order to do that, I think we need to define what the line is. I think that we need to recognize that there is a line. The line is between good and evil. The line is between light and dark. The line is between sin and forgiveness. The line is truth and a lie. We're gonna go across three different things. We're gonna talk about straddling the line. There's some of you who are straddling the line. There are some of you who are holding the line. And then there's some who don't even realize That the line exists and we're going to break that down i'm going to read for you we're going to be in first john we're going to be in chapter one and i'm going to start us off with verse five and it says this in his word this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you god is light in him there is no darkness at all so what i what i want to what i want to dive into here is is rumble we're sitting here watching rumble have a struggle He's talking about how he just, he wants the power. He can't let go of the power. And what I want to do is, is share with you that Rumpel has come to the point in the line. And he's straddling the line. The scripture tells us this, and, I, and I, I love God's word. I love how it's without apology. It says this, if we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in darkness, we lie and we do not live by the truth. Rumpel has lied for way too long to too many people. You know, Abel was sharing, she just wanted the truth. But I will tell you this, that so have we. There are so many of us who've got one foot in the world and one foot in church. We've got one foot out there with our friends and things that we're comfortable with, and we've got our holy hands on Sunday. And we're straddling the line because we think we can just play the game and it'd be okay. But if I'm reminded of what God's word says, it says if we claim to have fellowship with him, if we claim to have, we're holding the line. We can't walk in darkness. We are lying and we do not live by the truth. How many of you guys know somebody who's straddling the line? My fear for us as a church is sometimes it's us, but it doesn't stop there. I think I think of the rich young ruler, and he goes to Jesus. And, it, and if I let me just, I'm going to go to uh, Luke chapter ten really quick. I'm going to read eight, no, chapter 18, and I want to read someone else who had the same issue. They had this 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 struggle. Okay, they had this conflict, and it says this about the rich young ruler. He said, "Good teacher." What must I do to inherit eternal life? He said, Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You do not commit adultery. You do not murder. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother. He says, Well, all of these I've kept since I was a boy. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell everything you have, give it to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was a man of great wealth. It reminds me so much of of Rumpel because he couldn't get rid of the power. He just wanted it so bad. But then we have the, the rich young ruler who had all this wealth and he says, you know what, all you gotta do is just give everything up and follow me. Stop straddling the line. And he was grieved because he couldn't do it. My question to you is this, what is it that God is asking you to give up? What is it in your life that's just time to let go of? What is it that will bring you from straddling the line to holding the line? Because if you remember, Belle says, Belle's standing there and she's like, I've I've poured out everything into you, and I love this part where she says this because so many of us aren't willing to admit this. She goes, "I did so much, I lost my way," but then she turns around in a moment and says, "But I just desire the truth. I just want the truth." And God shows us in His Word, and John, we're going to keep. We're still in John, uh, First John one seven. He tells us this, and I I love this because this is to the believer. This is gonna let us know. He says, the light is hard to see, I'm sorry. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son purifies us from all sin. Belle was ready to hold the line. She was ready for the truth. She was ready to walk in the light because he is in the light. She was ready to accept the forgiveness that comes with that. But I want to challenge you guys and how hard is it for you being in school, some of your homeschool? I mean, either way, your challenges, I'm sorry, might be a little bit different, but they're still challenges. How hard is it for you to hold the line as a believer at school? How hard is it to proclaim Christ in the midst of a dark world. How hard is it to be the light in your school? Well, I wanna hear from you, I wanna know. I wanna know what the struggle is for you to keep that's keeping you from holding the line. I wanna know what, what happens. So I believe that you sharing will encourage someone else who's going through the same thing. So tell me, how hard is it to be, how hard is it, scale one to 10, being a Christian and being in school? 10 being, oh, my goodness, it's extremely hard, and one being, eh, I got this. How hard is it? How hard is it? A what? A four for you? Okay. A three? Here, Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, and I realize that you're homeschool, but it is still hard. I think that, yes. So it's hard. Okay, how about you? How hard is it? Between one and ten, how hard is it to hold the line? It's not that hard. How about you? Mm hmm. Good. I love your honesty. Five. Four. Yeah. How about you? hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys are dabbling in. in we have the privilege and I, and I say this not in boastful, but we have the privilege of going through permanent high school praying on a Wednesday morning before the students even get there. I don't boast in that we're praying. I boast in the fact that we go into a battlefield knowing that you guys are fighting every day just to maintain who you are in Christ. And I know that. Just to be able to hold the line. And I don't and I take that so seriously because I realize the strength that you must need. I understand. And I want you to know that you're not alone. And that's what scripture tells us. So what it says is that when it says we walk in the light because he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. We don't have to do this on our own. I think so often we think, oh, we're out here by ourselves. I can't do this. But what the cool thing is, is I just envision this, that we hold the line. This is my vision. And I want to for you too, is that you're not holding it by yourself. I know that some of us have been burnt by other people and, and people question our faith, Or, but you don't have to hold it alone. So I'm so reminded every time I watch uh, Once Upon a Time and I see that line, I think, man, what does it take just to hold the line? What does it take to decide that this is the stand I'm going to make and I'm going I'm to stand firm in that? But you know what? It doesn't stop there. We have the straddle in the line, one foot in the world, one foot in church. We're just playing. We have decided that there's something else that we'd rather choose than Christ. And then we have that we're holding the line where we're saying, you know, I'm a Christ follower. I'm an, I believe in him. I'm gonna stand firm in him. But then there's that last one. I, I know there's people out there who don't even recognize that there's a line at all. Like, what are you talking about, what line? This is what it tells us in the next verses. It says, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. For if we confess our sins and he is faithful and just, he will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. But if we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar. His word has no place in our lives. How many of you know someone who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ? You know people? Mm-hmm. how is it that they haven't ever seen the line? Because I'm looking at a bunch of students who are holding the line. What are they seeing in us? Are they deceived? Have they believed a lie? Or do we drop it when we're around them? When we moved here, You know, you just assume everyone goes to church or everyone has been to church or everyone's heard of the name of Jesus. You guys have a church on every corner here because Shane and I know that. We pass through the background, but church, 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 church. But I will tell you this. There are students that you go to school with every day that have never seen the line, and this is how I know. We're at Odessa High School last year. And those of you who've ever seen, Shane and I love sharing the Evangel Cube. We were sharing the gospel message and we were going through what sin was and all those different things. And we come to the part where Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And we share the name Jesus. And a young lady in there said, Jesus, the guy on my football team? I kid you not. And I sat there and I thought, "What, really? Out in the hallway, one of the gentlemen on the football team last year's name was Jesus or Jesus. Because the sign said Jesus, but they pronounce it Jesus. And to her, that was the only Jesus she knew was by name. She had never seen the line. She was like, "What line?" So if we don't go out there and hold the line and share it and make it something that we can see, because you know, in, in, on "Once Upon a Time," it's invisible, right? They don't even really realize. So that's why I use that initial one with the seven doors, where he's like, "We need to investigate the line. We got to paint it so people can see it. They didn't know what we're holding on to or what we're struggling." Because I know that students aren't rejecting the gospel. They simply have never heard it. So where are you at on the line?